My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to the merrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 338 on the Get Married podcast. And we are so excited to be back here for another week, another episode, another topic. Mm. And the inspiration behind this week's topic is a book that I have literally just like flown through. I'm reading My Brilliant Friend by Elena Ferrante. And well, I don't even know if that's her real name. It says that she has a, what do you call it when you, you're a pseudo... A pseudonym? Yeah, like Pseud- it's, it's not her name or I or maybe we don't know who she yeah. is or something. And like, I don't know, there's many like theories of who she is and like who so the funny. actual author is. But she's sold so many books. Like she's an international number one bestseller. This is a four-part series, My Brilliant Friend. I can't, I don't know the other... Um, names, but it follows the story of two girls growing up in Napoli in like the 1950s in Italy. So because I'm failing at my language lessons and like I suck miserably, I'm like, well, I'll just learn more about Italian culture and otherwise, <laughs> including eating it, obviously. Uh, but this book is so good. And I mean, I think... You know, it's the story of two girls, friendship from a young age and the perspective of a young girl. So obviously as a woman, I think every woman can read this and they they know themselves in these characters. And it's it's quite amazing, I think, because, you know, we as growing up, we read a lot of stories about adults and like we learn stuff about past heroes and a lot of men, really. But there's not a lot of stories, I think, about women and like from, you know, young generation to older and this is what the series follows it goes older I haven't read those books yet obviously but also she's the author of uh, The Lost Daughter so that is that recent movie that Maggie Gyllenhaal directed with Dakota Fanning and Dakota Johnson oh I always get them mixed up Dakota Johnson (laughs) you can't have two famous people with that (laughs) unusual name Dakota Johnson. I know the brunette one with the (laughs) Rachel Griffiths mom. She was born going to be famous. Yeah, but she didn't have the name because she wanted to try and make it herself. Good on her. But I wonder. No, well, yeah, you make it yourself from like the audience perspective. But what's that? 
we've talked about it before, nepotism. Yeah. Like, I'll just introduce you to my big director friend, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, okay, from an audience perspective, uh, well, I understand, but also... Like, like, you know, I always just, but it's fine. Yeah, Look, it's like, fine. why not? If my yeah. parents knew who the who's who of whatever industry I wanted to be big in, oh, yeah, totally. Like, Please. and if I have kids, introduce who, me. Yeah, like, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> like, that's just how the world is. That's yeah. what that's what it's about. Uh, not saying that you can't do it without parents like that, it just becomes easier, right? Yeah, I think it gives you a little leg up, yeah, or a huge one, yeah. Or it can also do the opposite. Yeah, exactly. So it works in both ways. Precisely. Pros and cons. Precisely. This is not what the episode is about. No. Um, but the book has obviously uh, sparked inspiration in our own conversations. Mm. Uh, this morning we went for a walk and one of the main themes in the book, Emmy, you said was like this – well, not maybe, one of, maybe just a constant theme yeah. – was competition between yes. girlfriends, friends – women in general yes so and it made me reflect on like my childhood and I mean even your childhood too like I can reflect on yours Carla where you had like this this triangle of friends like in year one and I remember it was like you're best friends with this girl and then she got another best friend and then it was like a competition to who's the better friend Mm -hmm. and I remember feeling that like like this competition just to have a bestie or like, you know, when you felt on the outside, when if you had like two really good friends, girlfriends, and then they were like buddy-buddy and they were leaving you out and you would just feel so mm-hmm. rejected. Mm-hmm. And I just remember this feeling so well. And as the main character, Eleanor, that's not her name. That's not her name. I forget that. That's the bloody author's name. <laughs> I was like, oh, she wrote, wrote about herself. <laughs> I think it is a – look – more of a memoir. Mm, who or like, knows? Obviously inspired. Definitely, by true like events. it. It has to be like, what's her bloody name? Lila, I think. Lila. Yeah. No, that's the that's other. That's the g- best friend. Oh no, it is Eleanor. Yeah, Eleanor Greco. That's the main character. Who it's she's the the uh, the narrator. Yeah, like it's her story. Yeah. Lila is the best friend. Uh I totally lost my train of thought. But yeah, that's interesting. Same name. So And also know, Eleanor is in the other movie, The Lost Daughter. There's a character named Eleanor too. This is interesting. interesting. See, isn't that interesting? Even like the, the secretiveness of the author and like this character crossing over yeah, stories. Eleanor. I'm like, oh, I was like, ooh, like this is interesting. And I wonder if that's a part of the success, like that secretness. Yeah. Like who is the yeah. who is she kind of thing. Interesting. And is the story real? Yeah. So, no, you were saying like that you remember feeling, oh, you know, yeah. rejected and like this sense of competition between even just like friends, like who was better friends with who and uh, who got picked as the partner. Oh, God. Honestly, if you are oh. a school teacher, don't do pairs. But what about when you're going on excursions and camp trips? Who's going to sit next to each other on the bus? So, that Who's was going to be one. in the same cabin? Oh, my God. These were so big and I just remember, like, I remember on camp trips especially, like, I had a good trio. I had a good friendship trio in high school and, oh, my God, like, I felt so lonely and scared in high school but they would always sit next to each other, especially in year seven on the bus Mm. and I just remember feeling so heartbroken and scared and, like, just awful. Who was next to you? I can't remember, like, in year seven. I think it changed, you know, as as I got more confident. I was just not confident and I think – also, previously to going into high school, so that's like, what are we, 12, 13, mm-hmm. 13, 12? 12, 12 turning, turning 13. 13. 
I always had like one best friend. Like I always just had one friend. Like I was very shy. Mm. And I think I was going to this new school and my other best friend went to another school. So it was quite scary. But I had, you know, people I knew, but I wasn't best friends with them. So then I was kind of like coming in. And then to me, to not have that safety net of a best friend, it was so scary. I just remember being so scared and like just wanting to cry and not be at school, not go on the excursions. I always felt left out. I'm pretty sure I cried on the year seven excursion to be like, I want to come home, the camp. Uh, Yeah. Well, I remember, poor little little Emma. (laughs) I remember too, because I had a similar story, like going from primary school into high school. Like yeah. I went with no best friends, like yeah. no no friend. I actually went with like yeah, hardly that. anyone that I knew because you all your friends went to private schools. Yeah. You came to where I was at, yeah, and public yeah. public public school. of public, um, the public school. <laughs> like uh, one of the most, I guess. Like back then, it was like oh, Chisholm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a is it it's an a no good school? school now, yeah, it's I a think. good school. Yeah, now. but back then it back was then it not. was like renowned for being like not a great school. I. We, we came out well, um, in my opinion. <laughs> but, yeah, so I went with no friends and I remember only knowing a very few people and that I wasn't even friends with these people. Yeah. Like I was like I just know them. So, like, let me wave to them at school. And then, like, the first two weeks of school, like, I, like, was trying to be friends with this one girl who was friends with the, in inverted commas, the popular girls. Uh, I did not fit in there at all. Like, I was – I was I was a nerd, like yeah. absolute nerd and proud of it now, but back then yeah. I wasn't in like I wasn't the the pretty girl group or the popular group or the cool girl group, whatever you want to call it. I wasn't in that group. So I was trying to be friends with the girl that I knew and she was just mean. She didn't want she was embarrassed by me. Oh my god, I literally like I get like like, I feel sick thinking yeah. about high school. Yeah, so she was, like, embarrassed that I was even saying hi. Like, she didn't want to be acquainted God, with me I hate, whatsoever. I hate And then that. I made friends with um, some nice people. Some really nice people. And they were they were great friends. Yeah. Okay, so this brings me to the next topic of, okay, so then there's the competition of, like, who's got better friends. Then there's the competition at school of, like, who got better grades or who did better in this class. So I didn't really feel like competition, but I felt very like uh, like I was friends with really smart people mm-hmm. and I wasn't as smart. And I really felt that. It made me try harder. Like I really wanted to try keep up. So I think it allowed me to push myself. So that's good. Like mm-hmm. So competition can be good, definitely, because it pushed me. It pushed me to try harder. I think if I was friends with people who were getting the same grades or I was ahead of them, I wouldn't have pushed myself as hard. Meanwhile, like I was getting like Bs or whatever, like whatever they graded in year seven, not Bs, but out of 100 or whatever. And the other girls were getting As, like they were top, top, like like very clever, smart people. So I was like, oh, no, I'm failing. Like, mm. See, I had similar. So I had a best friend who was like oh. the smartest girl. Isn't she like a brain surgeon now? Yeah. yeah. She is so – she's actually a member of Mary Body. Oh. Um, and her sister is too. Hello. Um, which is so nice. Uh, she is – was so smart, so sporty, very good at sport as well, would come first in like the running races – she was one Super of those clever, all round and great beautiful, at art. and also beautiful. Yeah, like, like <laughs> excuse me, like <laughs> what the? Um, yeah, an all rounder and lovely as well, very kind. Um, I kind of wow. just surrendered to the fact 
Because yeah. she was like, it was like unearthly. Yeah. How smart she was. It was just like, just, she was just going to get the straight yeah. out, like the 100% mark. And I was like, I was, I just decided I was okay with that. Yeah. But she made me want to, she made me want to try she, harder too. And she pushed me and like, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. That's really amazing. And I, I feel like I was more like, I, I didn't really feel jealous or competition with her actually, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. I, I wonder why. And see, I never felt that really with my friends. I just felt like I wasn't good enough yeah. kind of thing that I needed to try harder. Yeah. See, I was like second, so I was okay with yeah, that. You're like, I'm okay. <laughs> I feel like because I was a bit too far behind. Uh, in this book... So, I mean, it's 1950s, imagine that era, girls even going to school was unusual. Mm -hmm. Like, usually the kids of the poorer society, they would stop school at a certain age, go to work. Uh, Imagine 1950s in Italy, post-war, like, the world, like, they were, remember, they were on the side of Hitler, they were fascists. Like, there's craziness going in there, Uh, so much political upheaval which is really interesting historically to read about and to learn about. But uh, imagine being born into that and not really knowing about that but seeing how society is. And then in the 1960s it begins to flourish and, like, you know, that's when all the movies were getting made and, like, Italy was like, like it was back. Uh, But in the book the main character goes to school. The other character does not go to school. Uh But the other character... Lila is super intelligent and smart, like one of those just naturally clever people. The other one has to try really hard, but she becomes very smart. Uh, but I don't even know where I'm, what I'm talking about, but I'm just like imagining that in that society and now we're so lucky to be even able to go to school yeah, and it's true. like, you know, of course we go to school. Of course, if you want to go to university, you continue your study. So it's really good to read about these stories and it makes you grateful for being alive here and now. Uh and I totally lost my thought of where that was going. <laughs> An observation of the book. <laughs> no, but there was a point to that bit and I totally forget. Anyway, competition. It's still... Did she have... Com- was they competitive? Oh, what I was going to say, they were competitive, but then Lila would also help Eleanor. Oh, like, that's nice. Because she would like, okay, we're going to tutor. I want to tutor you. Yeah. She didn't say it in those words, but like get your books help you. and help you because she was struggling at school and the other girl was like hiring books and learning herself. Like she was just doing self-study, yeah, okay. uh, which I found really interesting because they were still competitive she, like of each other. However, they still wanted each other to succeed, I think, mm, deep That's down. interesting. I feel like I had that as well. I feel like there was like competition, but like when the other one would go well, I would still be happy for them. But that, I guess that was only sometimes. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely – there's been times where it's been competition. Like, example, um, you know, going for the lead role in a musical. Oh, yeah, like, true. Like, that, that is awful. Well, that is com- – that's hardcore yeah. competition. Like, and you are competing for one spot. Pitted yeah. against each other and, yeah. like, people are talking about it and, like, who's going to get it and, like, she should get it. No, she should get it. She looks more like this and she's like that. She's the better singer. She's the better dancer. Oh my. Yeah, and like then if you do get it, then it's like well, she shouldn't have got it. Like she should have got it. Yeah. So like the, then it's like it's like a lose lose. Like if you get it, you get talked about. If you don't get it, you get talked about. See, this is the whole thing about competition because like competition is necessary. Like we need competition, and sometimes competition is good. I guess it's when competition becomes this thing that makes you suffer mm. internally and externally. Like if it's a thing that is not bringing 
you know, anything good to your life? Is it necessary? Can you step out of the competition? And as we were saying before, Carla, like the competition doesn't go. The competition follows you into the workplace, into the older years of school, university. Uh, And I think definitely in the workplace, because then as you were saying, Carla, it's like women sometimes feel like there's only space for one woman on top. Yeah. Uh, And we read about that in the other book, Lean In, by Cheryl Sandberg. 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 Uh, the the lady who woman who worked with Mark Zuckerberg, I think she just left. She just so, left. Yeah, interesting. Long time. Mm. Uh, but she says that like we are pitted against each other, kind of thing, because women were not in those executive roles. There was always more men. It was kind of like this, uh, climbing up the ladder, and no matter who you're climbing over or throwing down off the ladder, it doesn't matter as long as you get to the top. Yeah. There's kind of that feeling. And when we worked in government, it definitely felt like that. Oh, yeah. Even when we would try and, like, bring an innovative idea or try and do something different, it was usually the older women in the executive level positions that said no. Yeah, like, they never felt supportive of Mm. us and our ideas. And I find that interesting because – as an older woman now, not like, yeah, I'm not old, but like 35 nearly, I want to help younger women. Like where does – does that disappear? Like why does that disappear? Do you th- – I guess they feel threatened. Friend, I think it's like – I think it's different because they – as we were saying, like for us, I see now that there is like endless opportunity. Like if you want to – reach whatever level you can and there's space for you go and do it like you like I'll give us an as an example you know we're going to start teaching other people yoga Mm. Pilates and train them to be teachers if you're interested let us know yeah we'll give you the wait list if someone does our training and then goes and does something 10x what we've created with Mary Body oh my I'm going to be your biggest fan I'm going to be your number one supporter <laughs> because I was part of that yeah, story too. I'm like, be how like, amazing. How epic is this person? You are like, how, like, how did you do it? Tell me all about it. I want to come and I want to do your classes. But the thing is, not only is it nice for us to support that future person who is going to 10X us, it's part of our success. Mm. Like, this mm. is what I don't understand when, like, we've experienced it with ourselves mm-hmm. where people – don't feel like we don't feel supported by people who potentially us. yeah and it's very confusing for us because I'm like you're part of our story like I'm grateful and I've shown my gratitude why do you not show your support back like yeah. it makes me question it and I and you almost feel the opposite of support yeah and so but the thing is it's like when you experience something like that often it's a lesson of like what how you don't want to be yeah like and we are and that's what I we mean, have. we've always said that right like you know if some if someone does something that we're like unsure about why they're doing that we just always will use it and we're lucky that we have each other to kind of reflect on it cuz i think in another way it could actually bring it could bring someone down oh, yeah. and it could unmotivate someone and oh, it could yeah. make someone feel like complete piece of poo but we talk about it we question it we think that's a bit strange Oh, just another lesson of what not to do. Yeah. That's the only way you can look at these things, I think. You have to get something from it and move on. Otherwise, you get stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, when we receive our student that 10 is us, we're going to be your number one fan. <laughs> yeah. We're going to celebrate you. And also, hello. You're the best case study ever. Exactly. We're not stupid. Like, I'm sorry. 
th- there you go. Like it's mm-hmm. not just about them, it's about us yeah. too. Like it's just it's that's how it is. Yes. And like I would be excited to share that, you know, I'm a small part of their mm-hmm. success. And, you know, everyone who has taught us is a part of our success and where we've been. Mm-hmm. From our year one teachers to the teacher who we who last taught you a yoga class. Yeah. Like it's all it's all connected. It's all part of it. Yeah. But this is what this nature of competition and like, you know, I'm gonna drag that person down or I don't want them to succeed because that'll that'll dull my light. And it's just not true. Mm-hmm. As you said, the world is big. We can all rise to the top and the best way to do it is to help each other. Yeah, and I think reflecting back on like the workplace, like obviously in our minds and in our lives, the workplace was like this tiny bubble, right? Mm. And so there actually was only enough space for a certain amount of people because true. that's just how many spaces there were. True. Then when you step out of that and you step into something different like we have and creating our own business, like our bubble is now the world. Like our bubble is the entire universe. Well, it's like we create create our own ceiling yeah, so, so we can smash it down. Exactly. So yeah. there's no actual – there's no spaces that we get. We create the space. Yeah, we create the space and then we work through our mindset limitations, mm. our self-belief limitations – that's our ceiling. Mm-hmm. That's our bubble, our own self-belief. So it's like when you realize, oh, I have this really limiting self-belief, I'm going to break through it and move past it. And that's why mindset work is so important mm-hmm. in the field of career, business, uh, you know, improve self-improvement in your what you want to grow, what you want to become, I guess. Uh, and that's why we talk about it so often. And that's why we love yoga and Pilates because they are so linked, like mm-hmm. yoga is so linked to these these philosophies and beliefs that, that allow you, I think, to work through all this stuff but with a kind and compassionate manner. Because, yeah, we can work through all this stuff that we're talking about but we can be real a-holes. Mm-hmm. We can be assholes. Mm-hmm. You can be bitches. We don't want to be bitches. We've been told that we're bitches before. Did you know that? Yeah, we've been told we're bitches. And... That's because there's two of us and sometimes we might be fiery. <laughs> Imagine the wrath of Emma and Carla. No, we're really not. Like I don't, I felt bad that she thought we were intimidating, but like we're not. And also like you, no, actually there's a whole lot more to that story yeah. because it wasn't it wasn't us. <laughs> I think I think anyone who stop that story. Yeah, we don't need to go into that story. Um, we can see where perhaps the um, I can see how she felt that way because we were angry and upset. Yeah, because, because she had also done something mean to us. Yeah. So like, hello, it yeah. works both ways. Um, just because we're kind doesn't mean we don't stand up for ourselves. No, and that and was this what is we what were we were doing. We were standing so, up for our rights yeah. and, and promises yeah. that were broken. Yeah. So I think that that is a whole nother thing. Like if you're just being a bitch, like just for the sake of no. being a bitch, like don't do that. Um, be kind. <laughs> Kindness wins always. At least realise and apologise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I think we want to kind of turn this podcast into because we've told a lot of stories, um, it is clear that competition is real and – it can begin early on in our in our lives. 
you know, from kindergarten. Well, I think even like in siblings, I'm sure parents kind of create a sense mm. of competition. Someone asked us that on a podcast, remember? Yeah. We got interviewed and they're like, how was it growing up? Were you guys competitive? And we weren't, but we were, but it was more like, as you were saying, like with the motivation thing, it was more like it was more like that. But sometimes that worked in a negative way. Sometimes it was like a bad. No, motivation, I think you need to give more. You need to motivation. give more context to this story, though, because that was to do with like dieting and eating and things. I think growing up, we were not competitive at all because you you had. Like Carla was naturally very competitive. She wanted to win the the school race. She wanted to get the highest grades. I didn't really care, to be honest. I wanted to do well, but it wasn't like I need to be the best. I never had that feeling of I need to be the best. You didn't think about it nine days? I, no, did you? <laughs> yes. Oh, my. I never thought about it. How will I, how will I win? Oh, my God. <laughs> how will I and take over the world? I feel like we're really lucky in that we had very different personalities and I think as well that we had enough years space. Like I was definitely older than you. This like, is a big thing. Like I was – three grades older like yeah. when I was in year three were you in kindergarten or yeah. preschool like you were the big cool sister yeah but you were smarter yeah and you were better at sport like you were better at everything than me but I was the cool older sister yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, and it probably was like I never felt a sense of like she's better than me it was good that it, I feel like it was that way around well, who knows? Like, I don't know. There would be other families where it's fine, where it's like the older sister is smarter and better at school and the younger sister isn't. But, like, I just think it worked well for us. Yeah, well, I guess I just didn't care. Mm. I think because we had such different personalities. But you were also proud of me when I would, like, do things. Exactly. I just felt proud of you. Yeah. I felt like that's great. Like, But that's same with me. Like, even, like, as an example, remember when you went for that thing in oh, – how old were you? You were, like, just starting your – you just started an event and you went for this oh, young tourist, young young meetings and events. Yeah, I do. yeah, but you won you, an award. But the funny thing was, Carla helped me with all the submissions. Yeah, of course, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> like you helped me write them all. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and then I won. So them. like, obviously, I was so proud that you won because you were like, I won. I wrote that. <laughs> Oh my god! I did. So I was studying no. public relations, so I was like super into that yeah. kind of like. We writing. liked winning. See, that was fun. That was I won two awards, like in to represent ACT Canberra. One for the meeting and events young person Tipster. award, and then another one for tourism, the tourism mm. awards, and that was cool. Got to go mm-hmm. to a fancy gala dinner, uh, in Melbourne. Wasn't that it? was the meeting and events. Yeah. The other one was in Canberra, uh-huh. the Parliament House. Yeah. But they were both so fun. Uh, but, yeah, you were proud and it was fun. I guess we always just worked as a team mm-hmm. and I think that's why we continue to work together. We were never competition. We were actually team. Mm-hmm. Like I was there to support you. You were there to support me. And it must be something to do with like mum and dad. They never pitted us against each no. other. It was never like, oh, look, Emma Carla got straight A's. We were never compared actually. Ever. Interesting. Yeah, go mum and dad. Well done. Go mum and dad. Lesson for us future parents and you at home if you're like, oops, I can make my kids compete all the time. <laughs> Is it a good thing? Maybe. Is it not? Maybe. Uh, 
so we were never comp- competitive about that stuff. Only when we were older, it was more like, did you work out today? Yes. Oh, I need to work out now. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I'm on a diet. No, no, I need to go to a, on a diet. So yeah, that's just diet culture, effed upness. Um, our, obviously, you've if you've been following us a long time, you know the ins and outs of our relationship with food. And together, we were toxic. Together, we made it, you know, impacted each other in negative ways but we also impacted each other in positive ways so it worked both ways yeah and we we dug ourselves into the hole and we dug ourselves out like so, two peas in a pod <laughs> we're like we're like uh you know the the team who abseiled down the cliff but then we prosecked our way back up yeah we did it and so we did it together um <laughs> Always. So how do we turn a competitive relationship into an allyship? Because I think this is the goal. Like, because having an ally Mm. works so much better in your favor, in my opinion anyway. Having an ally over a competitor is just a more uh, joyful joyful way to live. Definitely. And you help each other. So mm. it's it's productive. It's a productive relationship. And I think you can still have a sense of competition in this allied relationship. Uh, you know, it might be, oh, like I'm getting a pay rise. You should ask for one too. Mm. Like there's some good competition. Yeah. Like I just increased my wage. I asked my boss. Yeah. Now you go do it too. Here's how I did it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there is a sense of competition. The other person might be like, oh, my God, like I want a pay rise. Da, 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 da. And then – they'll go ahead and do that feeling inspired and motivated and competitive. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, you're doing it together. As we said, the, sh- the, the tide rising all the ships. <laughs> <laughs> rising tide lifts all yeah. ships. Yeah. You, know what you I are mean? the ship and the tide is rising. So and then your friends are the other ships. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. So I think <laughs> lots of ships. Ally ship. <laughs> yeah, relationship <laughs> you are the ship okay so uh i like this and i have another example of okay so your friend is your you have a business like we have a business and your friend's starting yes. a business uh and then they have a question and then instead of not helping them like you actually answer it that's a great way okay a great way of helping a friend another way introducing someone yes. to someone else who you think they might actually do something wonderful together. Yes. I feel like, you know, we have experienced and seen this and felt it like we've met people who are very like hang on tight to all their information. Mm-hmm. They're not very open. And we realized early on we don't want to be like that. We don't want to hang tight onto the stuff that's in our mind. We also don't want to feel used and abused though. Yeah. Like if you call us up and be like, oh, can I pick your brains? Yeah, we're not going to be like, hell yeah. <laughs> Actually, like, no, please do not pick at my brain. Especially when you've done it like four times. And especially if you never buy us coffee, like at least buy us coffee. <laughs> you know, buying, as we've said before. That was a man though. Buying us coffee gets us gets you a long way shout a coffee boom done yeah it's pretty funny we're we're pretty easy you know like (laughs) we're pretty easy to impress I think um I think we learned that on one early as well like I remember when we would go out for coffee with people like early on in our relationship like we would always want to buy the coffee and business you mean early on in our relationship oh business Oh, I meant like they like <laughs> oh, with them, okay, like yeah. our relationship with that person. Okay, yeah. Like if we were going out and like, you know, networking, we would want to pay for the coffee. Like let yeah, us pay for the coffee. Because for us, that is a gesture that means a lot to mm. us. So we do it to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, 
what we learned was that we don't want to hang on tight to our information that, you know, we can help others and the the rule, the law of reciprocity, mm-hmm. you know, that works. And if it doesn't come back in like a hear you win as well, it comes back in a feeling of, hey, I helped that person. Mm-hmm. And that feeling is is worth something. Yeah. And I mean, we have, when we think about the people who've helped us, like they've been such big people, big parts of our business journey. Yeah. And most often those people are people we haven't paid no. like as a coach or something yeah, like so that true. or for a program. They're actually just people who gen- genuinely see something that um, they believe in that we're doing and they actually just want to help. Mm. Um, and it's easy for them to help. Like this is the thing, like helping someone can actually be really easy. Well, because you as the helper – Maybe you've had years more experience. You know more people mm. in the field. You can give this one-liner that changes their whole lives, which, like, that's so cool. If you can be that person, why not be that mm-hmm. person? If you can, do it. Yeah. But what I've also experienced is the other way around where people feel so like I can't help anyone because then that will discredit my success or that will hinder my success. And that is such a... Uh, scarcity mindset whereas the other one is an abundance there's space for us all there's room for us all to succeed no one is exactly myself so it's never going to look the same if if she or he or they succeed doesn't mean I'm not going to like it really doesn't but we've seen it right Mm -hmm. that sense of competition and this is where it's like important to reflect and check in like where are your what's your competition like what's your sense of competition like is it bringing good or is it taking you and others down Mm -hmm. do you want to make a change and this is why these characters in this book and these stories are so good because it makes you think and that is why it's important to 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 read other people's stories, journeys, to step out of your your business for a moment and read a great book that may be fiction or or real and and it allows you to reflect. And that's a special thing. And then you think, huh, like what am I doing? Like can I make a change? Should I make a change? Mm. Like it's very, very cool how these books do that. Yeah. I agree. I mean, we're always forever talking about characters, aren't we? Like, oh, like you were asking me, like, what's your, who's your favourite character in Stranger Things? Because I only just started watching it. I've almost finished season four. Characters are the best thing. Yeah. Like, this is why we love stories and archetypes and myths and legends. Like, because these stories, these characters, they're representative of us all. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll find a character or you'll find 10 characters in a, in a movie, in a book, and you'll be like, oh, I'm a little bit of each and every one of them. Because yeah, you're a little Harry, you're a little Hermione, you're a little Ron. <laughs> a little Hagrid. I don't know who I am. More. Maybe a little Malfoy. who's the evil one it's true though that is and all those traits are in us it's just that we nurture and uh i guess some appear larger than others yeah i mean it's all the stories right like think about all the stories with all the characters like gossip girl like there's little blair there's little serena and all of us maybe Like, give me the Upper East Side oh, yeah. apartment. That though. is such a good, like, the Blair and Serena relationship. Like, the besties, but also enemies. Like, yes. always competitive. Frenemies. But, like, also besties, though. Yeah, and also, no matter what, like, they're to support each other. No matter what, they're to save each other. Yeah. and But yeah. then not talk to each other for, for ages. ages and be, like, actually so nasty. And, like, do, like, conniving things to each yeah. other. That's just kind of mean. 
It's that's not, not nice. I don't think. See, that's like a toxic friendship, yeah, really. That's I don't a, know about that one. But like, is it because of the society they're mm. in? Potentially, is it because of they were pitted against yeah. each other? Like, yeah, and it's just like, is it the next. patriarchy? <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Because then you have like the story, like um, the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Oh, like yeah. those that four, those four oh, characters. I like you'd always characters. be like, oh, who am I? Like, which one am I? I'm more like her. Um. So, yeah, it's pretty – it's so – it's very fascinating. But I do think there is a way – like the way to turn it into allies is to realize that the space for everyone, turn the scarcity into an abundance mindset that like also your friend's success is your success. Yes. Like like that is finding joy in someone else's joy, finding uh, proudness in someone else's success, finding um, – happiness and someone else's happiness like seeing someone else happy yeah and that's a practice Mm. as well because another trait that is so very human is jealousy Mm. and i think envy envy this is a big this is a big part of why these friendships become toxic or why the competition is there or what you know the sense of rejection you're jealous Mm -hmm. instead what can we do with that feeling uh, well, you can definitely be happy for someone else's success. That's like, okay, no, do I want to feel jealous? Can I just be happy for them? And celebrate it. Yeah. And also know that like even when you might be feeling really flat in a period of maybe a career, like you make the change. If you're If you're feeling down about what is going on with your work or your lack of promotion or your business, shift gears don't focus on the other people. Shift your gears. Take some control. And I think that's what we can tend to do. We observe other people and think, why not me? Why mm. did? Why are they su- successful? Instead, focus on what you can do. Don't focus on what you what you can't control. Which is another person's. Yeah, and, like, you don't even know what their success really is unless you're getting all the ins and outs and they're very honest and you know. Yeah, if you've got their, like, balance sheet and their profit and loss reports yes. okay maybe you can have a maybe a clearer idea but even then so no because success isn't just about money no like, how are their relationships how is the everything like we're comparing ourselves to a highlight reel on instagram or an article we read that they probably paid or for a to get sales a pitch as well <laughs> like this is what you got to think like people if we're talking business now like we've gone down that path So many businesses are run on social media, right? Like their marketing is on social media and it might feel very like this is just my regular personal social media, but probably there's a sales spin on it. I mean, and that's fine. We live in this world where like how great like we can make a business with social media's help, Uh, but it's good to have the self-awareness. Like don't just think, oh, like that's, that's, they're sharing that with no reason. Actually, there probably is a reason. Mm. And, like, they're probably not going out all the time for these fancy whatevers. They probably pre-shot that content, you know, last month. This is what people do, guys. They do oh, photo shoots. I hate so Photo media. shoots. That's what they are, usually. Um, yeah, we should question it anyway. But, yeah, so I think being happy for someone else is definitely a practice. Celebrating someone else's success. Celebra- and I think also like sharing someone else's success. Like that's something that I really want to make sure we continue to do, which we do, or actually supporting someone else's success. It's like, you know, if one of our friends writes a book, yeah, I'm the first to buy it. Yes. I will purchase that book 
I know. I will purchase two copies of that book. One for me. One for Emma and one for me. We don't even need to. Like, we could share a book. But it's not really even to get the book. Well, it is, but it's also just it's to, to show, show that we yeah. believe in it and that we're proud of them and yeah. that keep going. Because I'll tell you what, the people who are our friends and who are paying members of Mary Body, mm. when we see their names pop up, there is something special in that. And that is because a friend is showing support. They're showing allyship. They believe in what we do. They believe in what we live and breathe and eat and sleep. You know, like everybody is us and they're showing their support that they believe in. They want to be part of it. That is like the most amazing feeling. And I want to create that feeling for other people. Yeah, that feeling truly is the best feeling. We're grateful for all those people who do that. Thank you. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, so we want to keep that going. We don't want to stop it with just us. <laughs> exactly. So there's, like, many ways we can re- let go of that comp- competition and that competitor mindset and that scarcity mindset of, like, if they succeed, I won't. Yeah. Um, and turn it around by these little actions. Yeah. Whether, whether that's, like, buying something of someone's or, you know, messaging them and saying, wow, well done, this is awesome. Yeah, and I think I also want to bring up that, you know, don't feel bad about these feelings of jealousy or envy or, like – you know, don't feel bad about it. Like, it's just humanness. Like, we we feel it too. Like, yeah. we've totally, we have felt that. Like, I'm not saying we have not felt that along the way. Of course. The only way we can talk about it is because we have felt yeah, it. and it's good. We are lucky because then we talk about it and then we realise, oh, this is really silly. Yeah. Like, actually, like, we want to support this person. Or if it's not like... Maybe it's not like we need to support them, but it's like, okay, we need to stop focusing on that. Yeah, and like the shifting gear thing. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, because we do live in this society as well where we do get insight into other people's lives via social media. Is it a true insight? Definitely 100% no, it is not. It's a it's a uh, fabricated. fabricated, it's created, it's, it's not the whole – you know, faceted side of a story Mm -hmm. and that will never be there on social media ever. Mm -mm. You could never, I don't think. No. Maybe someone might. but Maybe someone who, like, has it live on all day, (laughs) like a like Big Brother style. There was someone who did that. They, like, filmed themselves all day. It was, like, 1990s or 2000s. (sighs) There was a thing. I read about it. It was, like, in Silicon Valley, like, someone just, like, put a camera on themselves and, like, yeah, that's pretty real. I bet it was pretty boring. Probably boring. <laughs> I bet, like, that life didn't look like the Instagram reels of today. Nope. Like, let's just realise, you know, life isn't TikTok 20-second videos. What? Yeah. Like, no one dances around and pokes the screen uh, in real life. <laughs> Honestly, one day, like, imagine in 50 years what people are going to think of this. Like, imagine... <laughs> Like, where's the world going to be in 50 years, I wonder? Oh, my gosh. It'll be be very interesting. Wow. Um, So, yeah, little things that we can do to create allies rather than competitors, and I think it it is just a really much nicer way to live. And that's if that's how you want to choose to live, that's how you want to choose. That's how I want to choose to live. Like, I tell you what, yeah, as soon as you get into that uh, envy, jealousy, competition, and then we talk about it and we go, hang on a minute, like, this is silly. Like, we hey, let's not focus on this. Let's actually create something that's great of our yes. own. That's another thing. Like, 
you know, don't focus on someone else. Like, what can you do? Okay, you like what they're achieving. Well, you could do the same thing. Yeah, it's like seeking inspiration, yeah. motivation, not uh, not feeling like you want to copy them. And not a sense <laughs> of like, I'll never have that. Yeah, let like, us get our violins out for you. It's like, yes, you can it's if like, you want that's, it. But that's like that victim mentality, isn't it? Like, And it's the ego talking. Ego is saying, no, you're not good enough. Mm. Well, ego doesn't know that. You are making it up. Like You are believing ego. Yeah, so like get out of the ego and realize that, hey, the future is not written. Like I can take the next step mm-hmm. that will direct my future mm. and I can step in a different way. New chapter. Yeah, without the competition, without the, uh, you know, I need to put them down to get ahead, without the feeling of they're better and I will never succeed. And even if you felt these feelings your whole life, even if you felt competi- competition with your childhood friends, uh, you can let go of it mm. and you can see it in a different light, yeah. a different perspective. Yeah, you can start to make those little changes. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it'll feel good. Yeah. It might feel a little bit weird at the start. Oh. It's all a practice. Yeah. I liked this episode. I can't wait to read the book after you finished. Yeah, well, and I'm excited. I mean, I'm like literally like I read. Did you buy it from Amazon? Am- Did you buy it from Amazon? No, I just bought it. I went to Pack Fair on some random day yeah. and I was looking for it because – I was Googling, like, a book set in Italy just because I was like, oh, I'll read another book set in Italy. And this one came up as, like, this international bestseller. There's, like, there's a HBO series. Like, it's massive. Book? Yeah, it's massive. Oh, my God, how cute. You it's watch huge. It. And there's, as I said, there's four books to this series. So I'll read this one, then get the next one, and we'll keep going. Cool. I think as well, like, you know, it's very powerful having this this – to female friendship dynamic like that's because it's very relatable mm. like to us and although it's different because they were not sisters and and they were best friends or frenemies sometimes and the same age so it's different yeah but still but still same, same. powerful bond two women two two girls two women yeah well, if you enjoyed this episode, if you got something out of this episode, we would love to hear from you. Write to us on Instagram at the Merrimack Sisters or you can email us. We love hearing from you. Otherwise, we will be back in your ears with a brand new episode next week on the Get Married Podcast. See you soon. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. 
Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.